0: What up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. It's Tuesday night, and we are going to be talking about a couple of things today. I'm going to go over the NBA combine a little bit. That'll be a frequent topic of discussion over the next 10 days or so. David Roddy and Orlando Robinson, the lone representatives from the Mountain West out there. So we'll talk about that. I uh, will talk about why it'll be good for CSU kind of no matter what happens. Obviously, everybody wants Roddy to return. But when I was going through the history, it's, it's kind of crazy how minimal of an impact CSU has made when it comes to, you know, next level guys uh, at the NBA level. So I'm going to talk about the history a little bit. And then at the end, we're going to talk about some of the more thrilling wins in CSU football history, uh, talk about some of the crazier comebacks, some of the crazier games, just kind of in response to what happened at the Kentucky Derby, which was obviously an 80-1 to 1 long shot, you know, the, the biggest upset on the ticket, finding a way to, to win it all. Honestly, I don't even really like horse racing, but I'm I'm always a fan of a, a crazy, crazy upset, so that was kind of cool to see that. Uh, What I'm not a fan of is the DMV, which is where I've now been two days in a row. I screwed up, (laughs) made made an appointment for a DMV in a county that I don't live in. I didn't think it mattered, but I couldn't get an appointment in my own county. So I figured, hey, why not try Arapahoe County? Turns out you can't do that, which the lady at the counter explained to me fairly aggressively. (laughs) But I I get it. I'm, I'm sure that's a terrible job. You get nothing but ignorant folks like myself making the wrong appointments and angry people yelling at them for things that are out of their control. Like, I I don't blame anybody that's a little bit hostile at the DMV. Anyways, after making the the wrong appointment, going all the way out there on Monday, I got the right appointment on Tuesday after calling them and basically, you know, giving them my sob story. But man, Getting new plates and, and paying the taxes on a car that you purchased, that's brutal, even if it's a, an 11-year-old used car, uh, apparently. $570, y'all. That's, that's wild to me. And that's like half as much as the dude that was next to me paid for his new SUV, so it's, uh, it's good to know that I'm, I'm never going to be able to afford a new car, and uh, even if I can, still probably I'll have to wait for a while because then I'll have to save up for the, the taxes and, and plates. Adulting sucks, guys. I it's it's wildly overrated. My air conditioning unit isn't working right now. I've been trying to troubleshoot that and use YouTube videos and, and figure that out because you don't want to have to call somebody to, to fix it because then it'll be a whole ordeal with my landlord who will want to come look at it first, even though they're just gonna come to the same conclusion. Renting sucks too. Just a lot of things harsh my my off-season vibes right now. This is supposed to be my my down time of the year spend a little less time online, spend a little less time writing, you know, maybe get in the sunshine a little bit. My pale ass could certainly use it. But instead, I'm out here dealing with the the DMV and home projects and all kinds of crap, man. It's it's too much. But my brother graduates from CSU this week, so that's really exciting. Another thing that that makes me feel very old and a little bit sad kind of signifies you know the end of our childhood i mean obviously my childhood's been been over for for quite a bit but for for him now you know to to come into this stage of life too is is weird it doesn't feel like that long ago when we were you know growing up and playing football in the backyard and playing catch and playing gamecube in the in the basement i think i'm actually more sentimental for for him graduating than i was for myself i didn't even want to go to my ceremony And I'm glad that I did, by the way, because it was in 2019, which was, you know, right before shit hit the fan and all kinds of people didn't even have the opportunity to have their ceremony. So looking back, it just kind of makes me appreciate it a little more. But I promise I'll I'll get on track here. I didn't mean to make this whole DMV open turn into a five minute thing. But uh, real quick, do you guys see they're going to renovate the Clark building. Never thought I'd see the day. I mean, that that's just insane not that they're doing it but that it's taken this long I get it they had to make other buildings because you're when you're remodeling this you know doing the construction you're gonna have to relocate all these classes So they had to have places to to put all these classes but it's just crazy I was in college for a long time I had some stuff happen in my personal life there was there was a stretch where I didn't take some classes there so it wasn't continuous but I was like one of those players you see that's been on the team for like five six years, just refused to leave pretty much. But uh, even in the, the the long time that I was there, you know Clark was still its old awful self, and I kind of I kind of loved that about it. it. Had some character. You see, when everybody thinks about Clark, they think about Clark A, which is where all the the lecture halls are, and you know pretty much I think it's like ninety nine percent of CSU students at one point or another, take a class in there, and that makes sense, because it's all the 100-level intro classes, whether you're taking psych or sociology or, you know, the the 100-level history classes, the gen ed stuff we all had to take. But Clark A compared to Clark C, which is where the liberal arts stuff is, journalism, and a lot of history stuff was in there. I mean, Clark C makes Clark A look like a five-star resort. Clark C was... Danky, danky, old like the ceiling was kind of like discolored and stuff, and lights would flicker in the hallways. I mean, it it was straight out of a horror scene at times. But I'm excited to see what it looks like when it's all done. Obviously, the the renderings make it look pretty cool. You can see it's going to have a similar aesthetic. You know, there's which makes sense. You know, similar branding from the behavioral sciences building and. The LSC and some of the other things that they've built in the last 10 years. But the campus continues to grow. It continues to improve. I mean, it's it's insane just the improvements that they've made in the last 10 years alone, like legitimately. I, I joked about being there forever, but I got to see a lot of it happen firsthand. I mean, you know, I was in the dorms in Newsom. There was a parking lot across from us where now the the practice field is and obviously Canvas Stadium. The LSC was still under renovation. Didn't open until like halfway through my sophomore year. The BSB was new. They renovated Eddie while I was there. Just a ton of growth, and it's pretty cool to see. I mean, obviously, CSU will always have its ag roots, and and I love that. You know, I don't want CSU to lose its identity. We don't want it to become Boulder 2.0, but it's also not just a little state school out in farm country anymore and as CSU kind of continues to grow here as a university and as a brand, it would just be, it'd be great to see athletics, you know, match it with the success. Obviously a lot of the Olympic sports have been pretty good, pretty solid for quite some time now. And men's basketball has been awesome these last couple of years, but you know, really need to capitalize on football here. And if you can, you know, you have an opportunity in this ever changing landscape to potentially make some noise. I mean, CSU, they've, Done everything they can from a university standpoint outside of having athletic success to catch their attention, you know, to catch the attention of the Big 12, to catch the attention of the Pac 12 or whoever it may be. Who knows if those conferences will even exist a couple of years from now. But this is an incredible campus with a really large alumni base in a rapidly growing state, a state that's centrally located with an international airport, I may add, you know, which is a big boost for. Just being able to get here, you know, there are schools, even big schools, that are hard to get to. May not be Harvard, but it's a really good school. I mean, the last, you know, piece of the pie at this point is just taking it to the next level with the football and men's basketball programs. Ultimately, I think it's still going to be somewhat of a long shot for CSU to get into a Power 5 conference. Not impossible. But, I mean, did any of us think they were going to renovate Clark anytime soon either? So, you never know. What are the chances? About one in a million. So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Let's talk about, yeah, the NBA combine, NBA draft history with CSU, some of that stuff. But yeah, the NBA playoff action is nonstop over at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do if you are looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs, try out the same game parlay. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, which team will win, Total threes made, total rebounds. Boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout, And right now, all customers can place a same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet uh, get a free bet back, excuse me, up to 25 if one leg does not hit. What you're going to want to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Again, that promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Cool, 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 cool. We're not going to go on and on about this because this is a topic that I've already briefly discussed in the past, but with David Roddy and Orlando Robinson representing the Mountain West at the NBA Combine, I decided I would go back and just kind of look at some of the CSU draft history. Now, first and foremost, everybody would selfishly love another season with David Roddy, myself included. No question about it. I want another run in Moby Arena of Roddy and Stevens and Tanjay and all these guys together, Um, some big-time recruiting stuff happening for CSU men's basketball right now, I think regardless of who's on the team, if Roddy is around, it it significantly elevates their ceiling. He's the best college basketball player that I've ever covered. He's a really cool dude. I just like being around him. I mean, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I don't want him back. That said if he goes pro, I think everybody's going to understand because it's just going to be really hard to play better than he did last season, which was pretty much perfect. Are there elements of his game that he can improve? Of course. I think he can become a little bit of a more consistent post defender, although he's grown significantly in, in that regard the last couple of years. And he's, you know, typically guarding people much bigger than himself, but he will at the next level as well. I could be a little bit stronger of a a ball handler. Had a couple of sloppy turnovers in the Michigan game. A couple of other instances last season as well where I just felt like, you know, he was a little bit too careless with the basketball. But that's going to happen. I mean, you know, you see that with Nikola Jokic. And he's the best NBA player that has ever played for the Nuggets. So, I mean, you know, nobody's going to be perfect. But when you look at what he did last year, 57% from the field, 62% from two-point range, 44% from deep. Uh, actually, his free throw numbers dipped by about uh, 10%, which was kind of surprising. Usually around a 79% free throw shooter dipped to 69% last year. But his rebounding 7.5 per game, his assists were up, his steals were up, his blocks were up, his turnovers were right around where they were. So again, you know, I felt like there were a couple times where he was a little too sloppy. But overall, when you're only turning the ball over about twice a game when your usage rate is as high as David's is, that's great. His shooting numbers were great. His performances in the important games, great. Nobody's ever won Mountain West Player of the Year in in back-to-back seasons. So history says it's it's hard for him to raise his profile, you know, any more than he has. And potentially, you know, you might even drop it. Now I don't think that would be the case. I, I don't think he's gonna play worse. His numbers might go down a little bit just because some of those shooting figures were were insane and I think this is going to be a pretty skilled team, and I, you know, I expect to see Jalen Lake rise. I like some of the guys that they're bringing in on the recruiting front, but that's a whole, you know, different side tangent. But at the end of the day, if if Roddy ultimately elects to go pro, you just you can't be upset for him. It's it's a dream come true. I mean, it's an opportunity to literally fulfill a childhood dream, and do it with generational money. Hopefully, I mean, obviously. I think that's kind of the the big thing that'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, do NBA teams view him as a first-round prospect or as a second-round prospect? In some cases, if, if you're drafted early enough in the second round, there's some guaranteed money there. But typically speaking, if you're not going to be a first-round pick, you know, there's not a whole lot of guarantees, and you might end up playing in the G League. And that could work out in the end. But what also could work out is him coming back and, you know, CSU potentially winning the Mountain West, although... You know, San Diego State, they are looking scary. They have added some legit talent, some really legit talent. Wyoming and Boise looking good as well. I think New Mexico is going to be really solid. I think Utah State's going to be good. It's going to be a really good conference next year. It's going to be really, really fun. I want to see Roddy compete in it. But if he decides to go pro, that's exciting for him, and everybody should be stoked for him. And ultimately, you know, again, it, it would be good for CSU basketball and its profile on a national level. I mean, the Rams haven't had anyone drafted since Colton Iverson in 2013. That's almost a decade. And he had like a cup of coffee in the summer league, and and that was it. There have only been 22 CSU basketball players drafted ever, and 13 of them were before 1975, only three players drafted since 1990. Of those 22 players drafted, again, 13 before 75, only three since 1990, six have officially logged more than a season of service time. So out of the twenty-two drafted, six actually, you know, made a, any type of substantial impact. Had a career where they were on a team for you know multiple years. Roddy getting drafted would be unique for CSU, and you know him actually being successful in the NBA. And I I do think he is an NBA player would you know be even more unique based on what's happened in the past. But the reason that it would be good for CSU, and you know, at least you know in the the big picture is that you can say Roddy could have gone to Big Ten programs out of high school. He didn't. He came to CSU. He got a ton of playing time early, which is huge. You know, guys want to play. He got coached up. He got developed. And ultimately, you know, became an NBA draft pick as a CSU ram. Going to NCAA tournaments, sending guys to the NBA, you know, being able to get drafted coming out of your program. That's huge for teams in the Mountain West. You don't think San Diego State uses that as a selling point? You don't think that's a big point, a big reason why they're able to constantly land guys over Pac-12 programs and you know high major teams? David Roddy getting selected in the NBA draft, first or second round, just getting drafted, would be an indication of the significant progress that CSU has made as a basketball program in the last decade. And that's pretty impressive, especially when you consider you know, the fact that they basically had to burn the whole thing to the ground halfway through. So I'll be bummed, you know, if, if we don't get to see David Roddy play another game in, in Moby Arena, my gut still says he, he's going to come back, I has had some workouts for a couple of teams. now worked out for the Denver Nuggets, who actually really like him a lot. Um, the, the Minneapolis star reported that he also worked out for the Houston Rockets. But either he's gonna go pro this year and it, it's gonna be, you know, a, a signal of the growth that CSU has made. It's gonna be really exciting for David, or he's gonna come back and it'll also be, you know, kind of a signal of of CSU's growth because, you know, a guy like David, he could play anywhere in the country. He could transfer up if he wanted to. So could Isaiah for that matter. A lot of these guys on on the team could play elsewhere. But the most talented, the most impactful players on on the team. You know they've wanted to stick around. They've wanted to, you know, keep building this and you know keep making a run at it. And it's just been really cool. So, I just I just kind of wanted to go through some of the history and and kind of give some further context of you know why Ram fans they just got to keep an open mind. Obviously, we all want to see another NCAA tournament run, and I think David Roddy coming back makes that significantly more likely. If he goes pro, though, still good for the program and. Quite honestly, there's still going to be a lot of talent on this team. I think it just changes. I think you'd see Isaiah, you know, produce a, a lot more offensively, just take more shots. He's still going to be a guy that facilitates for everyone, but I think you would see a big rise out at of a, at a Jalen Lake and then, you know, some of these other guys that are coming in from, a, from the recruiting trail. Cartier is a, a guy that can score at all three levels. You know, the CSU got a commitment this morning. I don't want to spoil it. I know I tweeted, you know, they, they got a commitment. But I, I want to at least give him the opportunity to announce it under his own terms. Uh, everybody's different when it comes to that. Personally, I think it's a little little lame, especially when you see, you know, college basketball reporters with like hundreds of thousands of followers. It's like, do you really need that scoop, bro? You can't let the guy have his moment. But Ram fans are going to be excited about this pickup—an athletic two guard with a ton of experience, a uh, sharp shooting three-point guy. Really, really excited. Uh, honestly, exactly what the Rams need. Still could use another wing, maybe another forward. A five would be great too, but, you know, easier said than done. Uh, but as far as David Roddy goes, I think no matter what happens, it's it's going to be exciting for him, and it's going to be, you know, kind of good for CSU, at least in the big picture. All right, we're going to finish up here with just a couple of minutes of, of going over some of the crazier moments in CSU football history. I went on Twitter and asked you guys to give your best. We're going to go through some of those responses But I want to shout out the homies over at Sexy Pizza. What is Sexy Pizza, you ask? Well, with 13 years in the Denver community, Sexy Pizza, they're as local as it gets. A hand-tossed deck oven pizza with made-from-scratch-each-morning dough. Choose your own adventure with their wide range of toppings or try one of their signature philanthropies. A portion of every sale from these five specialty pies is donated to a range of different nonprofits right here in Colorado. If you want Sexy Pizza to support your organization or event... Go to www.sexy.pizza, check out the about page for the donations link, see how Sexy Pizza can help your cause. If you're not feeling you know, particularly charitable or maybe you just got the munchies, I'm telling you Sexy Pizza, they have everything you could ever want, 12-inch, 16-inch, or 18-inch crust, so a lot of variety in size options. They have all the fix-ins, whether it's wings, salads, pastas, knots, or dessert options. I love the garlic knots personally, both the garlic and dessert They have vegan options. They have a delicious 12-inch gluten-free crust. You've got yourself a can't-miss hit, no matter what you go with. Stop by any of their four Denver locations. They have one in Capitol Hill, one in Old South Pearl, one in Jefferson Park, and one in Park Hill. There's also a new location out in Trinidad, Colorado. Go check it out, www.sexy.pizza. All right, I've actually talked about a lot of these games and kind of what happened before, and a lot of you are diehards, so you know anyways, so I'm not Gonna go like play by play and talk about them all, but I I just wanted to know what people's favorite like crazy comebacks or just thrilling victories were. Obviously, the first one that comes to to mind, at least in the last you know twenty years, the two thousand thirteen New Mexico Bowl, uh, the craziest college football game I've ever seen. That and probably the two thousand seventeen CSU Boise State game. I don't really like thinking about that one as much as I like thinking about that New Mexico Bowl though just so much crazy stuff happened in that you have like Connor Howiday, the Washington State quarterback just talking an absurd amount of trash throughout the game uh, talking to players that went against him man uh, Joe Hansley especially was like man that guy he sucked uh, talented talented quarterback big arm but man that guy was a prick uh, Greg Lufer former CSU coach actually got in trouble for Saying something inappropriate to him. Uh, we we won't say that word on this podcast. Uh, definitely not uh, what you should be saying as a football coach. You know, again, I kind of felt like Halliday Eggdemont came over to the sideline and was being a massive prick, but you got to be uh, bigger than that as the coach. But I mean, Sha- Shaquille Barrett and the, stra- the strips and Donnell Alexander going full extension to the pylon. They initially say, that he's out and I'm just losing my mind. Like, what do you mean? The ball clearly crossed the pylon. They review it, get it back. I think the craziest thing with that game is the fact that it was decided in regulation after everything happened. You know, Washington State, man, they just, they blew it. I mean, they they muffed the kickoff even after everything they did and the Rams just, they stole it. That game was insane. Um, a, a couple other games that I knew were going to get brought up were from before my time, but obviously I can appreciate the history. 1994, you know, the win in the desert out over the University of Arizona, biggest win in program history. I mean, to beat a top 10 team the way they did, just insane. The stories that I've heard regarding the, the celebrations in Old Town after, absolutely legendary. Would have loved to have been at CSU, you know, during the, the sunny Lubick glory years, experienced some of those Riot Games against CSU, you know, at the the Broncos stadium there you can include some of those, you know, 98 um, craziest comeback, maybe 2 uh 1996 against Air Force at the Academy, insane game. Rams won that one 42 to 41 after being down multiple scores. In um, the late 90s, and in 98 specifically, CSU went to Lansing, East Lansing, and beat Michigan State. And Nick Saban coached Michigan State team 23-16. to Got my guy Ryan Gilbert bringing up the Boston College upset back in 2014 over Daz, which makes it even better in hindsight. Uh, Colton Dirk, Kirby, excuse me, former uh, Barstool guy. Dibs on choosing the 2018 CSU-Arkansas game. I've talked about this one plenty of times, but Arkansas deserved to lose that game because they were running for like seven yards to carry and then they just stopped running the football in the second half. It made no sense. Being in the press box next to the luxury box where Jerry Jones was during all of that, absolutely epic. Steve Atwater was there as well. We've got the 94 Wyoming game in, in the selection as well. Again, another epic comeback. A lot of really good suggestions from all of you, so I appreciate you throwing those out there. I just... I don't know. I like talking about stuff like that. And if you guys are anything like me, just, you know, hearing even just a little anecdote about a game, then all of a sudden I'm sitting here, you know, thinking about every little play. If I really wanted to nerd out, I mean, we could go on for minutes and minutes about (laughs) each one of these, but I know you guys are busy people. Uh, We will be back with another podcast tomorrow. Going to talk about CSU football and uh, the recruiting side. The Rams landed DeAndre Gill, big time, big time pickup for the program initially committed to UCLA, solid edge prospect. I'm going to talk about Solomon Bird, who CSU pursued hard, originally committed to Georgia Tech, and has now been flipped by USC. I'll talk about Trey McBride. All kinds of fun stuff going on. Thank you to everybody for supporting my content. I have an article that I'm working on talking about a couple of guys that I think deserve to be represented in the College Football Hall of Fame, and just kind of how arbitrary the parameters are, and, and how morality factors into it, and can be used against you, but can't really be used to elevate you, which I don't really understand. So I hope you guys enjoy all that. Uh, again, much love to everybody for continuing to support my content. Uh, we are in the off season, but you know we're gonna start previewing the the football season. I've been doing a, a ton of research on the schedule. Uh, putting together position previews so it's really about to start heating up these next couple of months even if i'm not necessarily going to be at as many events still have plenty of content to create we're looking forward to it I only seem to write when the words, they don't come to me I'm staring at this page and I swear it stares back at me Read between the lines, see the blank and all the happenings It's been 35 and I ain't even wrote like half a thing Rhymes that make sense but more lines that didn't I was walking with my headphones, heavy bumping pivots Simplistic white pages, they dreaming we were famous They say they like the cadence, mark the summers like cicadas favors my mood brings an alligator spit like vader with the saber steady kicking it like prater staring at white paper it's habitual behavior check the flavor that's some sage advice but confidence a great disguise and certain lines are idolized like yeah i'm fine and i don't mind it's out of sight it's out of mind and i've been dwelling on my past just to see what i can find lost and found memories of places i designed And my imagination's different now but i swear that i can shine.